Yes, I believe so all Muslims so, around yeah. the world, let so, me finish, mm-hmm. all Muslims around the world should unite and work together mm-hmm. against the greater harm, mm-hmm. which is the West, liberalism, um, you so, know, the far right. So, so, <laughs> the Prophet said Allah's curse yeah. is upon those who shelters an innovator. Yeah. Now, what about if you want to work with an innovator? Yeah. Is that not worse? Common knowledge that strength is found in numbers. Yeah. Exactly. So what's your solution? You want to work with the people who negate Allah's attributes. You want to work with the people who call out to graves. You want to call out, work with the people who do bid'ah. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's curses descending upon its innovator. But you want to work with him. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Amma ba'ad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Roast Da'wah Man. As always, we've got Da'wah Man. Assalamu alaikum. Da'wah alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Do you find it weird when people call you Da'wah Man instead of Imran? Especially people you know, like um, personally. I used to, but I became very normal now. Would you prefer Imran or Da'wah Man? I prefer Imran. Okay, so I'll call you Da'wah Man. <laughs> okay, sorry. So let's get straight into it. Go ahead. I've seen a lot of your videos online. Some of them, I mean. And I've noticed that you seem hellbent on separating Muslims. You want to get one Muslim, another Muslim, and just separate them. Families, friends, whatever it might be. You seem to be calling to disunity more than you call to unity. So I wanted to ask, why is that? Why is it? What do you gain? What does the Ummah gain by disuniting? Why is it that you are so keen on disuniting the Muslim Ummah when we have a situation around the world where the Ummah is in severe humiliation. We're getting oppressed left, right and centre. You've got Muslims in China, you've got Muslims in Palestine, Muslims in Syria, Muslims in Kashmir, Muslims all around the world, even in the UK, in the West, in, and, and in, you know, in America, Canada, where Muslims are being oppressed, sisters are being attacked. You know, It's normal now, it's normalised for Muslims to be oppressed. And in a time where the Ummah needs to be united, we need to be working together against the problem you wish to make us weaker by dividing us what do you have to say for yourself alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah ma ba'd first and foremost um i'm not for the notion of disuniting the muslims so you don't disunite the muslims what i'm for is the notion of the people of the sunnah not Uniting with the people of innovation, and it's not something I got for myself. It's something that I got from my Prophet sallallahu his companions, and the Salaf al-Salih who followed after, and the Imma that are upon the methodology of those companions until today, which we can talk about after. But what I would like to address, um, ask you as a question, to show you that there is a hypocrisy in the people of regards to this notion of. Um, of uh, unity Okay Okay um, Would you unite with all Muslims? That's, do you want to book you in with the local air doctor? Because I clearly said yes I believe that unity Sorry Not that I believe unity is a good thing But unity My claim The claim of people I represent Is that unity Is a good thing So Yes, I believe all Muslims around the world, let me finish, Mm -hmm. all Muslims around the world should unite and work together Mm -hmm. against the greater harm, Mm -hmm. which is the West, liberalism, um, you know, the far right. Would you unite with ISIS? Would I unite with ISIS? Would you unite with ISIS? Damn, bro. No, I wouldn't. Why not? They're Muslims. Yeah, no, but they're not good Muslims. What makes them bad? 
They kill people innocently. What's their problem though? What's the issue? The murderers. No, but is is it is is it just that they're murderers? Is it just that they do major sins? Yeah, I mean the Khawarij, the the Khawarij. So they deviate. Are, they are deviated from what? From the straight path from Ahl Sunnah. From from the Sunnah of the Prophet Yeah. So you won't unite with them because they're innovators. But more so because of the fact that they murder, which is if I unite with them, then all like, I'm going to be seen as a villain as well. But why do they murder? Because they believe that if you commit a major sin, you are now non-Muslim. So, so it's, it's part of their deen to their, murder. Their belief. Their belief is so, to murder. So, so, so they murder based upon their innovative belief, upon their bid'ah. Yeah. They murder based on their bid'ah. Yeah. So it's not the murdering that makes them dangerous. It's the innovation that led them to murder, which makes them dangerous. No, but if you've got someone who's celebrating the Prophet's birthday, for me, that's, I don't see that as being dangerous because that doesn't... Like, if, if, if I want to... Like p- politically, stop, no, stop dancing around the question. We'll, we'll take, the, we'll go to everything step by step. My question is very clear to you. Would you disunite with them? Hold they, up, I'm supposed to be grilling you, brother. Just answer the question. <laughs> would you disunite with them based on their innovation? Yes or no? I would with ISIS. Yes. With ISIS. Okay. Yes, because the harm is greater. So, what's your yardstick where you highlight and you and you from which you ascertain that this person's Innovation creates a greater harm than this person. What have you used to differentiate? What have you used to differentiate between what person's innovation is worse than another person's innovation? How have you come to the conclusion that the Khawarij's innovation is worse than the innovation of the Shia or the Khawarij ISIS innovation is worse than the innovation of the Asha'ira? How have you come to this conclusion? Because what have you used? Everyone recognizes non Muslims and Muslims alike. So if everyone recognized, for example, if we lived in a time where everyone recognized a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be upon misguidance, would you now then side with the people against that prophet? So nonsensical, theoretical. No, it's not theoretical argument. because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the Prophet the nations were presented to him and he saw a messenger who had a rahat with him, which is from three to nine people. That's one from the past. A pastor. messenger that had one or two. A messenger that didn't have a prophet, that didn't have any followers whatsoever. So that prophet who didn't have any followers, mm-hmm. was he truthful? Was he upon truthful tr- truth or was he upon falsehood? Oh, you mean I, in the past? Yeah, because I'm saying... Um, I think you meant if a future prophet comes and everyone in the world disbelieves in them. No, of course a future prophet can't come, but, but okay. the point I'm making is that just because everyone turn, says to you, you're wrong, okay, doesn't you mean. mean. Because you know Ibn Mas'ud yeah. said, Anta You will be the jama'ah even if you're alone on that one day. Okay. Allah If you follow the, follow the majority of people on earth, they will misguide you from the straight path. Right? So you cannot use... The people, the number of people, you cannot scale the tree, the, the truth based on what people think. Okay, I'll tell you why I, I wouldn't unite with them because they weaken Islam. Number okay. one, they weaken us by making the non-Muslims around the world who yeah. we're living with in close proximity to, they make them more hostile towards us because they think, you know what, we're all like that. Mm-hmm. And number two, um, they attack us directly. The Muslims in Syria are being attacked by ISIS, you yeah. know, in Iraq, in uh, in Iran, all these countries or wherever ISIS is, is that they're attacking Muslims mm-hmm. that weakens us 
and also the issue of the fact that now we're seen as now the whole ummah is seen as villains and then we then get attacked mm-hmm. so they weaken the muslims mm-hmm. whereas someone for example like you said um you know shia or the shia, do, Brelvi, you know, do, do you know weaken islam by they remember they're the ones who believe that the quran is not preserved they are the arguments that the orientalists use today mm-hmm. to be able to question the the quran came from where these shias when it comes to the orientalists who attacked the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu where do they get most of their arguments from? From the Asha'ira and the Mu'tazila who don't believe in the ahadith ahad. They don't take ahadith ahad in i'tiqad. So then they take a lot of their arguments and then they use them against the Muslims. So, what are, you so to, are you trying to say no, we should unite with ISIS? I'm not saying you should unite with ISIS. Are you sure? No, but what I'm, what I'm going to show you is that you're inconsistent. Alhamdulillah, we're consistent because we're totally against ISIS. And we've been at the forefront campaigning against them but my point is that we don't unite with anyone of innovation but you but these people who you're representing they pick and choose who they want to unite in different times different places and what they and they're not using the religion to scale they're not using the religion to scale what makes this person's innovation worse than this person he will work with this ash'ari but he will not work with this isis guy you if you if you if if it would be in your interest if all you cared about was unity to join these people But you won't join them Because you believe That there is some innovation That they do And you believe Their innovation Is resulting in a greater harm Well then what makes His innovation Worse than his innovation What makes his innovation Worse than his innovation But What we're trying to do Is we're trying to You know Do some intercommunity, uh, You know Things and like get closer to the to non-Muslims in, in order to be able to help The community And stuff like that Yeah And ISIS the things that they do yeah. push them further away. Do yeah. You understand. But d- Whereas the things that the Brailvis do, or things that you know, celebrating Prophet's birthday, or these other innovations, mm. you know, worshiping graves, or whatever it might be, they don't affect our relationship with them in terms of politically. So therefore, so it, doesn't, good, it doesn't harm good. us Underline as much. That word, what you said politically. So then that's the yardstick by what they measure who they're going to unite with and who they won't unite with. So what's your yardstick to measure The Quran and the Sunnah and the understanding of the Salaf al-Salih yes, So is this? No, that's incorrect Because I'll give you another group of Muslims that they would never want to unite with Go on And rather they are probably more hostile to us than we are to them Then that group is to them I'll give it away Who? Us Who's us? Salafis These same people who call for unity around the world mm-hmm. Do they, they, they are two groups, they, they, they don't unite with ISIS They unite with balanced Salafis They don't they said it themselves. We unite. We don't mind balanced Salafis. So, so before you go on, I just want to make sure because we've mentioned a few things, and I want to make sure that we tie the loose ends together. The first thing I want people to understand is that a balanced Salafi does not uh, would 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 not advocate working with people of innovation, and they advocate with disassociating from people of innovation, okay, and boycotting the people of innovation, and only uniting with people who are upon the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih. Number one. As I demonstrate from the Imams, Imam Malik, the likes themselves. The second thing that I want to mention here is that it's very important to understand that the, the reason why, like you couldn't even say at the beginning that the reason why the Khawarij is a problem is because of the innovation. The, you couldn't even say it because it's, that's, not, that's not the yardstick of the people you represent. The yardstick is just politics. You see, if you ask me, why don't you, uh, why don't you work with ISIS? I tell you because they're innovators. If you tell me, oh, they kill, I say, yeah, they kill because of the innovation. But these innovators also kill, they kill the hearts. They kill the hearts. They mm. destroy the hearts. They destroy the hearts. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. So innovation is a disease that attacks the heart. That heart is destroyed 
sometimes it results in you killing others, which is bad. That's what the Khawarij do. But also, it can kill your heart. It can kill that person's heart. Allah places a seal over their hearts. There's a seal on their eye on their hearts, their eyes, their ears. So if you listen to that's that's why some of the salafs such as Fadil ibn Ayad would say, don't even look at the people for innovation. They used to prohibit even looking at them. Why? Because he said it can inherit inside. But you think a bit OTT, no, a bit over the top? Not at all. Why? Because if you're looking at him, you're in his presence, which means you're listening to him now. You're in his presence to hear him. If you're looking at him, you're in close proximity such that you can now hear what he says. You keep. Are you allowed to look at women? No. Why? Because it could lead to zina. Zina. So you don't look at people of innovation because it could lead to bid'ah. You're not even allowed to look at them. Doesn't mean I can't look at alcohol. I can't look at a bank that's got haram in it. Doesn't mean I can't look at anything you haram. You shouldn't look at those things because it could put something in your heart towards them. But that's not the same as. I mean, we have a specific text for zina. Mm-hmm. And we also have Athar from the Immat of Salaf. Let me present something to you God now, which but is I want greater. to be clear that your yardstick is politics and ours is text. No, I understand. And I, to be honest, actually agree with you that it is a bit hypocritical. Uh, and on this particular point, you are more consistent from the angle that you dishing that from ISIS and you dishing that from everyone else for the same reason that they're upon innovation. And that's why you know that, you know, you know, uh, Ayub Sakhtiani, he's got a profound statement. He said, Ahl Bida. They, he, he said they're all khawarij. Al bidah are all khawarij. Because they're He said, Yakhtalifuna fil asma. They differ in their names. Some call themselves Diobandi, some Brelvi, some Sufi, some Ikhwani, some Shi'i, some. Are you Sufi. saying that all Brelvi, Sufis, Diobandis are all khawarij? I'm telling you what, what Ayuba said. He named them by name. Ayuba Sakhtiani, look at what he said. He said, All of Al bidah are khawarij. That's his statement. Okay. Then according to his statement, not me. Blame him. But you're applying the label with that onto them. I'm just telling you what the Imam said. Okay. I'm telling you what the Imam said. I was told to follow. Yeah. Follow the Immat of Salaf. Mm-hmm. That's what the Prophet said. He left it general. You spe- he left it general. Exactly. You, so you, when, and you specified. When you leave it general, then that's it. When you leave something general, it encom- encompasses everything. Okay. So he said, Ahl Bida are all Khawarij. They differ in their names. They all come together. With the safe, the sword. And it's true. Wherever you find Ahl Bida, you find that no matter how soft and sweet they seem to be, if push comes to shove, they will be, the, they will be ready to kill. Ikhwan al-Muslimin became famous for the assassinations, for their killings. This same political group that advocates this ideology of unity, look mm-hmm. into their history. They are, they, ha- they, they are known for assassinations, political assassinations. Okay, Everyone knows that you know what the, a, a nice sweet Sufi guy is only nice up until you question his beliefs. Then he suddenly becomes very what? Gangster. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Of course, not all of them, but this is these, these mm. common features for them. Does that make sense? So, Al-Bidati, Wal-Ahwa, look, look at the way they said it. They said they're all Khawarij. So if you just unite from one, just unite from all of them. Okay. And, and, and sorry, the Shia, do they, do, do they not do takfir? I know, one second. I'm sorry about this. Very important to mention, okay? The Khawarij, you said they do takfir on what? Um, major sins Major sins right? Yeah Major sins right? Yeah Ahlul Bidati Al-Ahwa How many of the different groups do takfir? The Shia do takfir on us But you still want to unite with them The Mutakallimeen do takfir on us They call us Mujassima And they do takfir on us 
she wasn't that they, they do took fear. No, they they don't kill. Say that again. She wasn't that they do fear. What do you mean they don't kill? What do you mean they don't kill? Have you gone? Have you seen what they do in Pakistan? You've seen what the Sufis do in Pakistan? The way that they, the way that they murder. Have you seen what the Shias do? Hassan al-Hudayr was blown up by the Shias. Have you not seen what they do in Iran? Have you not seen the Shia groups the way that they they they're slaughtering and killing, spilling the blood of the Muslims? Are they not Alawi Shias, the ones who are destroying destroying brothers and sisters here? Okay, let's let's move on from this point. No, so, I, but do you concede the fact that this is an inconsistency? And, no, I and agree, but that just because the same they're inconsistent that, doesn't mean that they're wrong. That could be a deficiency no, in them no, and not their belief. No. But let's get on to no. text. Let's go to the text. Now, this is observable. It's like a science experiment. No. Okay, they're this consistent is, this, and they're not. Therefore, they're wrong. Therefore, they're right. Because consistency is a, is a yardstick for truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, had this Quran been from anyone else other than Allah, la wajadu fihi ikhtilafan kathira. But just because, for example, a Muslim isn't consistent, he sometimes he sins, sometimes he doesn't, that, that doesn't mean the message Islam is incorrect. Okay. So what I'm trying to say to you is that it's, it, it might be the case that they're not consistent in this particular issue, might be because of a worldly reason. No, might a be human because being may be inconsistent, but his belief can't be. That's what I'm trying to say. So but th- but this let's is a come belief. to the text now. But this is a belief. But let's come to the text. No, but there's no, but coming, why, why would you want to come to the text? Because what you're going to try and do now is you're going to try and bend the text around this corrupted belief. They believe something before they came to the text. They believe that we can unite with the people of innovation. And I've just shown you it's inconsistent. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used consistency as a proof for truth. Allah said, had this Quran been from anyone else other than Allah, other than Allah, لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ إِخْتِلَافٍ كَثِيرًا You would have found in it a lot of inconsistencies. Muhammad Amir Sanani ta'ala said, this is a proof for what? For truth. Every time you find inconsistency, you know it's false. Anytime you find it's truth, Anytime you find consistency, you know it's true. And I said, this is something that Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is known for. Everywhere you go, different times, different places, different generations, different cultures, different languages, people yep. who never met each other, but they claim to be Sunni, they claim to be Salafi, Allah manages Salaf, they always say the same thing. They never met, they never spoke, they don't even speak the same language, yet they're saying the exact same thing. He said that consistency is a sign for proof because Allah used consistency as a sign for proof for his Quran to be true. So uh, uh, Imam Muhammad Amin al-Sanani, he applied it there. And now you're going to try and bring the text, what which I'm I'll, to allow say to you, you, I'll allow you to do. No, but it's, but that, it's important I to I think know. you misunderstood what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is consistency which is perceived. So for example, a non-Muslim looking at Islam will say, hmm, they say, don't even kill a tree. Mm-hmm. But then I see Muslims blowing themselves up and committing mass murders with a knife. That's inconsistent. Therefore, just because you see inconsistency doesn't mean that the thing itself is inconsistent. The people doing it might be inconsistent. No, no one second. The, the 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 Khawarij who mentioned this belief, yeah, we is it's very easy for us. We say they are not take they 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 they, they are not from mainstream Islam, mm-hmm. or even if it's, they, they, whether of mainstream Islam or something doesn't make a difference. But they are not following the text. Mm-hmm. They are not following the text. Their belief mm-hmm. is not consistent with the text. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Their belief is it's permissible to blow people up. We say their belief is not consistent with the text. You've now mentioned a belief. I've also told you how it's not consistent with the text. I've given you. I've shown you how. So it's now let me show you. How it is consistent with the text. Uh, okay, okay. I'll tell you what. I'll let you do it, but I want to ask you a question. Go for it. Did they have this belief before they went to the text or went to the text after they formulated the belief? I would have to ask them to find out. I'm not sure. People believe something first based on political... You have to understand where these theories came from. They came from Hassan al-Banna. They came from Sayyid Qutb. They came from these Ikhwanis who were politicians. They were not scholars. They were politicians. Hassan al-Banna was a politician. He used to go to cafes and he used to try and incite people, unite people towards what? Political revolution. And over the years, people, when they bought into this political movement, they started to go to the text and try to formulate around the text 
they would rather you they try to take the text and make it bend around the meaning. And that's what Ibn Taymiyyah said they do. Ya'taqiduna thumma yastadillun. They believe something and then they try to find evidence. Whereas Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, yastadillun, they go to the evidence first. Thumma ya'taqidun, then they believe. So, but uh, I got you. Mm-hmm. I looked this up already. Mm-hmm. You're not going to trick me. You're not going to fool mm-hmm. me, pull wool over my eyes. Uh-huh. The scholars, they say that the rope of Allah here refers to the Quran. The Quran. Now, every Muslim, whether he's Brelvi, Dewandi, whether he's Ikhwani, whether he's. Everyone holds on to the. I was about to say Shia, they would got their own Quran. Everyone holds on to the Quran. But why are you taking them out of it? Because they don't even accept that the Quran but, is. But don't the Khawari hold on to the Quran? No, but the scholars say that so Shia. The hold on to the Quran? Yeah, they do. So then, what, what, why? So, so then, this verse, according to you, the way you've interpreted it, is against you. Damn, bro. Do you understand? Yeah. Why would you not take the Khawarij here? Because it harms no me don't. politically. But why? Uh, <laughs> right. That's really the truth. That's really the truth. It's true. Barakallah for being so for admitting it. But but what would they say now? You know, you, you're not meant to trap me like that. I'm meant to trap you like that. This is not how this show is supposed to go. <laughs> the, 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 the reason is because they will say the Khawarij don't hold on to the Quran properly. Yeah, the Khawarij, they don't hold on to the Quran properly. That's <laughs> and, my argument. And the reason you took the Shia is because they don't... They don't even accept the Quran. Some, many of them, right? So then the question is, did the Ash'aris hold on to the Quran properly? Not fully, but better. When it comes than... to the Quran, Akhi, how much of the ayat of the Quran are talking about Allah's names and his attributes? How many ayat and wa huwa al-samiul alim? Wa huwa al-alim wa kana Allahu aliyan kabira wa kana Allahu aliman khabira wa kana Allahu aliman hakima. How many Allah's names and attributes they negate them? The mutakallimin, ash'ara, mu'tazila, the jahmiya, the maturidiya, they have different nuances amongst themselves, but they reject them. Hatta hatta the ash'ara say that the Quran is what? That which we have in the Mus'haf is the speech of Jibreel. It's not even the speech of Allah. Do you believe the Quran is speech of Allah? Yes, I do. So when, they, when you're holding on to the Quran, you're holding on to believe in the speech of Allah. When they're holding on to the Quran, they believe what? It's the speech of Jibreel. The Mu'tazila, they believe what? It's the speech that comes from a tree. The tree that's... <laughs> One second, yeah. So, so, so the, what I want you to really understand here yeah. is that it's not as simple as holding on to the Quran. Yeah. Rather, what is it? Holding on to the Quran... The way it's supposed to be Hold on to Hold on to That's why there's an ayah Where Allah said Al-lazina atinahumul kitab The ones who they were given the book Yatlunahu They recite it Haqqa tilawati The way it deserves to be recited How does it deserve to be recited? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Radiyallahu ta'ala Who's a companion of the Prophet Who was the most knowledgeable When it came to the Quran Who said that the Quran He said if there was anyone Who knew the Quran More than me if he knew, I, I, he, said, he said, I know every ayah, where it came down, when it came down, who it came down. If I knew anyone more knowledgeable than me in the book of Allah, I would have gotten to my writing beast and I would have gone to him. Okay? He explained this ayah. He explained it. He said, to recite the Quran the way it deserves to be recited is to make halal what Allah made halal. And to make haram what Allah made haram. Hmm. And to not divert the meanings, the words from its places. And to not interpret the Quran ala ghayri ta'wilihi. And to not interpret the Quran on an interpretation that was not intended. For that reason, if you want to hold on to the Quran, you must also hold on to the thing that explains the Quran. Allah said that we sent upon you this reminder so you can clarify its meaning to the people. The Prophet was sent the Quran 
so that he can explain the Quran. So now you need what? The understanding of the Prophet And that's why many of the companions in the Salaf who you mentioned said that the rope of Allah is the Quran. Many of them also said it's the Sunnah. Because the Quran cannot be without the Sunnah. Mm, and the right. Sunnah cannot be without the Quran because the Sunnah explains the Quran. Even in the Quran, we're told to follow the Sunnah. We're told to follow the Sunnah. So holding on to the Quran is to hold on to the Sunnah. Exactly. Now, now, now the, the Sunnah of the Prophet is it just his path? This is the path of him and the companions. Him and the companions. Because in the hadith, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, A point, uh, um, Upon you is my sunnah, mm. hold on to it. And the sunnah of my four rightly guided khulafa, he said, hold on to it. He made the two paths one path. It's the same path. And so Allah said, If they believe they were you and those who are with you believe Muhammad, then they will be guided. Because it's not just the Prophet's path, it's the path of the Prophet and his companions. So then now what do you need? You need the Quran, the Sunnah, and the understanding of the companions. Oh que question mark. Have you ever met a companion? No. I How did you get their understanding? Through books and hadith and Which books? Books of scholars. Which so which scholars? Scholars of hadith. What generation? From the Salaf. Ooh, wow. Wow. Imam Bukhari, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Ahmed, Imam Salaf. Malik. Salaf. Yeah. They, they, they recorded it in, the, in their books. Yeah. You could not have got the companions upon if it wasn't for the wasn't for the Salaf. Salaf. Yeah. So now you need to follow the Salaf. So now you cannot hold on to the book of Allah. You can hold on to the rope of Allah without mm. following the Salaf. Okay. Then upon that, Allah said, Don't disunite. Okay. Imran. Imran. Billah alayk. Yeah. That's all well and good. Put that to the side for now, yeah? Put that, put, put that to the side. That's all good theoretically. But Billah Alek, look, you got Muslims dying around the world, yeah? And here, in, even in the UK, yeah, they're starting to pass laws, yeah, counter-terrorism laws that are infringing upon the rights that parents have over their children. Parents are, children are being taken away from their parents, mm -hmm. right? Children are being taken away from their parents and put into houses given to, you know, in foster homes where they've got non-Muslim families now. This is the situation that we're in. Things are a bit different now. Mm. Yeah, that's I agree in the ideal situation and this that. But we have to look at the situation that we're in here in the West. Yeah, you've got laws being passed, things are being made harder and harder for Muslims. In France, they banned the niqab. Who knows what they're gonna say next? In America, it's very difficult, even you know, at the airport to give you problems and people are locked up for you know false charges of you know whatever they want. This is our situation. Yeah. This is a time where we need strength. And it's common knowledge that strength is found in numbers. Yeah, me disuniting with someone over something petty, or you know, we, we might have a disagreement of over, and not uniting against the common. So look, so for example, if I go to Parliament myself and say, "Oh, look, this is this is an issue," you know, all right, cool, we'll take it. You know, to file a complaint, run it there, and we'll address it when it comes. But now, if a hundred imams from all over the country, no matter where they're from, who they are, what belief they might have. Everyone comes together now and says, guys, we need to address something. We're not happy with these laws. You live in this country. I live in this country. So don't you think we should work together to better the way we live in this country, the better the future for our children in this country? Don't you think that's something we should work towards? And a re realistic, practical application is to work together. That look, okay, cool. You might celebrate the Prophet's birthday. I disagree with you. But, I'll put it to the side. Why? Because there's a greater problem here. There's a greater issue here, which is the Muslim suffering around the world. And the cause of that is the West. And we need to unite to fight the West. Then after that, 
once we've done that, once we've got into power, once we've, you know, sorted out the problems the Muslims have, then we can have these theoretical discussions on theology and, you know, differences, you know, niche differences and stuff like that. But for now, let's put that to the side, work towards the greater cause, and afterwards we can discuss these these minor issues. Does that not make sense to you? When you see a photo of a kid, you know, his house just got blown up, his parents just died. Does that not, you know, really just make you think like, subhanAllah, I want to do something. I want to make a difference. I want to make a change. We know the, we know the path to that, Akhi. So what, why are you still on this theoretical? So let me answer your question now. This difficulty that we're facing. You're going to answer my question with a question. This difficulty that we're facing. Did the Prophet wasallam also experience persecution? Yes, he did. Did his companions face severe persecution? Yes, they did. Did Allah give him guidelines on how to manage that? Yes, he did. He did, right? So would it not make sense if we go to the text and see what the text tells us about how to navigate the situation? But the West wasn't around back then. The, the, and why, why is that any relevant though? Because that's our problem now. No, our problem is that we have oppression. Yeah. Our problem that we have kuffar. Yeah. We have people that are opposing us. Yeah. That's been the case from the time of Nuh salam up into our time. Fair point. Did Musa was was is our situation worse than Fir'aun when he was with Musa? Is it worse than Ibrahim and Nimrud? Is it worse than Dawood and Jalut? Is it worse than Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi and Abu Jahl? No. No. Yet we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't tell us to unite the people of falsehood. Rather, if anything, one of the first things that we were told to do is disunite. Where? In Sahih Bukhari, you find the narrations that mention Prophet Islam being described by the Quraysh as what? As a person who is dividing Muhammad. Farqun bainan nas. Muhammad divided the people. Prophet was dividing family members, husbands from wives, sons from from fathers, daughters That's believers from, from non-believers. Say that again. That's believers from non-believers. We're but talking about within the believers. We'll come to that, inshallah ta'ala. We'll come to that. But you, I need you to understand that the concept of disunity is present. The concept of disunity, what is? Present. Is present, okay? Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised Ibrahim salam for disunity. He looked at the disbelievers and what did he say? He said, Inna bura'a'u minkum. We have nothing to do with you. And that which you worship. Hmm. People think it's only freeing yourself from shirk Hate the sin, not the sinner No, Ibrahim's teaching you Hate the sin and the sinner Get away from them Okay hmm. And he said And it has now become between us Enmity Hatred And it will never end Until we come back to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone Is that clear? So We have what? We know that the concept of some Like at the beginning dis Disunity is needed You know why? To purify the truth from the falsehood to purify the truth from the falsehood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not give us victory when we are all united upon falsehood. Because that was the How do you know? Because that was the, that was the state of the Jews. And that's why they were never given victory. They used to be the people that Allah favored. Allah said, if you look at the Jews, the 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 the, the, the children of Israel, mm -hmm. the, the the kuffar from them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Anni fadaltukum al alameen. 
Allah had preferred them and favored them over all of mankind. But then in the end, they were replaced and they were taken away and the presence was given to the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What was one of the characteristics of these, of these Jews who were once favored and then got replaced by the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Allah said, تَحْتَبُهُمْ جَمِيعًا They appear to be united. وَقُلُوبُهُمْ shatta, But their hearts are scattered. They don't actually believe the same thing. They're all uniting with each other, but their hearts are not, they're all not aligned. They're all not aligned. Where is, is this mentioned? Say again, Surah Al-Hashr. Oh, it's in the Quran. It's in the Quran, of course. So then, this is a Jewish type of unity. If it was good, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have praised them for it. But rather, it's he's He's dismonished these people. So unity he, isn't always good? No, of course not. Why? Of course not. Why else is the Prophet ﷺ being described as a disuniter? Does that make sense? And now also to come to the point that when you mentioned that you know we're being oppressed here, laws are being passed here, so on and so forth. I mean, do you concede that this un uniting with people of innovation is haram? Firstly, do you concede that the default is haram, but you want to do it out of necessity? I mean, we've established that uniting. You know, I haven't even come to all my evidences for why it's haram. I'm just. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not I'm, I'm fully gonna, convinced. No, I'm gonna come to you. I'm gonna come to you, inshallah ta'ala. But. But 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 based on your, in, I'm just trying to show you when something is inconsistent, it's false. I'm gonna come to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just drop ayat and ahadith and ijma'at. I'm gonna bring it for you. I've got you're gonna do that it. first before you move on. I thought that that's like a pivotal thing. No, no, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to. But I just, I want to ask you a question right now. Yeah, mm. a question I want to ask you is that: Do you, have you conceded to the fact that you're you're inconsistent so far? Yes. Then therefore you're false. Well, your your claim is false. It could just be. Can the truth ever be inconsistent? The truth cannot ever be inconsistent. No. So you have people that are uniting with the Khawari, uh, with these people, but not with the Khawarij. They unite with them, but they don't want to unite with us. We don't want to unite with them either. But the point of the matter is that <laughs> they never offered. <laughs> they never offered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the point that I'm making is what I'm trying to make you understand is that you've accepted. Like Allah, look, we, we took the ayah. Wa bihablillahi jamian. That ayah is for me, not for you. Allah said. Hold on to the rope of Allah, which is the Quran, which the Quran, Sunnah, and then that cannot be without the, the Sahaba, i.e., the Salaf. So you've accepted that, the, and, and then the Salaf are all teaching you don't unite with the people of innovation. So it's, I mean, well, the believers are not but brothers. Say that again. The Muslims, Yeah, of course, we're we're, we're, we're brothers, but your my love, your brotherhood is based on iman, right? Yes. But then look what Allah said: "For in amanu bimithli ma amantum bihi faqadhihtado." They, they, they will, they, they will, they will only be guided if they believe that they have iman the way you and those who are with you have iman, i.e., the companions. Mm. So now your iman, the more it's like the companions, the greater I am a brother to you. The less it's like the companions, then our brotherhood decreases. Does that make sense? Until mm. you leave the sunnah completely, you fall into innovation. We're less brothers. Until you now fall into kufr, then we're completely not brothers. Does that make sense? That's why we see the Prophet even though Kaab ibn Malik who was a brother of his, he still boycotted him. What was that for? For leaving of jihad. The Prophet boycotted someone. For a sin. For a mistake. For a mistake. He boycotted him for a mistake, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I haven't even come to it yet. This is just warming you up. Just warming you up. Does that make sense? But the point of the matter is, this unity, this unity, is not something that's consistent. Does that make sense? Mm. So now my question is now, you you can't bring me a text to say unite with people of misguidance. Mm. So that means you can... So so if you can't bring me a text, then, then it's not permissible. Which means... That when you're doing it, you're claiming it's necessity. And that seemed to be your argument when you went off on a rant a second ago. The Muslims are suffering, they're passing laws here, we need to lobby, blah, 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 blah. So what you're really telling me is that this is like drinking alcohol in the desert. 
That's a necessity situation. Mm. It's a necessity situation. Mm. And I now need to do what? I need to now do something haram because my life is at stake. So that's what you're claiming, that our life is at stake, so we need to now do haram. That's what you're claiming, right? I'm just trying to think because that's not what that's not what they say though. They do. They say that it's because out of necessity that we have of to course, unite with. Of course, it's out of necessity. That's the asal. The asal is unity. They can't. You know why? Why? Because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "La'an Allahu man awa muhdatha aw muhdatha." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "May Allah's curse be upon the one who shouts an innovator." Just by you sheltering an innovator, Allah's curse is upon you. What about if you work with him? What about if you hang around with him? What about if you chit chat with him? What about if you say, hey, let's join hands, let's work together? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The ones that Allah will give strength to on the earth are what? The ones who الصَّلَاةِ They establish the prayer وَآتَهُ الزَّكَاةِ They give the zakat وَآمَرُوا بِالْمَعْرُوفِ They enjoin the good وَنَاهُوا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ They forbid the evil Is bid'ah evil? Yes. The Prophet said, الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا The most evil of affairs is newly invented ones. The bid'ah. The, 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 the newly invented matter, which is the innovation. Now, pay attention to me now. Okay? When you now work with an innovator, mm. how long do you think your unity is going to last if you keep refuting him for his evil? It won't last. It won't last. You can't unite and forbid evil. Mm. Uniting now means you have to stop forbidding evil. Allah said he will only make you strong if you pray, give zakat, enjoy good and forbid evil. I agree with you. The greatest evil be that you can't do it anymore. Your unity doesn't allow it. No, I agree with you. Uh, that they're completely against refuting, but some of them make their students take oaths. They have to swear that they're not going to refute any of the groups. And really? you know, even if you ask them, you know, what if that person's upon batil? They'll say, just do tasbih. <laughs> so when the Prophet stood in front of people of falsehood, they just said, just done tisbih. <laughs> just I mean, done tisbih, huh? Uh, tisbih is good, I'm not saying, but it's just, this. there's not the solution to the problem here. So a- anyway, put those people to the side. So what's your solution? What's your solution? Be- before like? we come to solution, I really want to drive this point home. Because now you're saying it's a necessity, yeah? Okay, but, I, I agree with you. That we're saying that because there's a bigger problem, yeah. let's go... Out of the ordinary, uh, the Prophet said Allah's wrong. curse yeah. is upon the one who shouts an innovator. Yeah. Now, what about if you want to work with an innovator? Yeah. Is that not worse? Like Allah told you, don't say off to your mom, but did he say you can't slap her? No, but you know, if, if you can't say off to her, you can't slap her. Yeah. So Allah is negating the minimum. So the Prophet is saying, if you just shelter, just just give him refuge, mm. you just give refuge to a person of bidah, mm. Allah's curse is upon you. What about if you now say, Yo, you know what? Let's be friends. Let's work. Let's share platforms. Let's do conferences okay, together. I agree. I can see it. It's haram. But let's talk about no, now no, in a necessity. No, because I want to show you how deep it is, yeah? So if it's haram now, it's mm. a necessity. Necessity can only be done when what? Two conditions for, for, for doing the necessity. When there's harm, if you don't do it. And nothing else you do. And there's do. no other exchange. No other way when to... When we go to the sunnah of the Prophet Because you used the Prophet example of persecution, did you not? Yeah, of course. Mm. And you agree we are, right? Muslims I, are not being persecuted. I agree. So what did the Prophet tell his companions to do? When they're being persecuted. Wasn't vote by any chance, was it? No, not at all. In fact, the Quraysh actually came to the Prophet in the middle of the persecution. And they said to the Prophet, We will give you governance over us. They offered leadership. Leadership! And they said, you know what? 
you know what? Just stop. Stop with your you're dividing us. Did he take it when they offered it and then change things? No, of from course not. Down? Of course not. Of course he didn't step down. He still asked him to step down. He did not step down. Even though they gave him, he said, we'll make you our ruler. Worship. One day worship your God. One day worship. One day worship. Uh, Why not? Because then he would have been in a position of power and then he would have been able to change the whole system. But, but doesn't the fact that he didn't show you that that's not the solution. Had it been the solution, don't you think mm. Allah would have guided him to that? But that's not He rejected it Because you don't change things From the top down You change things From the bottom up mm. Does that make sense? Yeah that makes sense And that's sense. what the text show My point which I'm trying to go to Wow that's powerful Yeah My, my point which I'm trying to go to Is the Prophet commanded His companions to do hijrah But that's a That's a very very sticky topic For people We can't do hijrah We live here Well clearly It's not that much of a necessity For you If you, if you can still choose to live here Right if you're really being persecuted that bad And you know that In the state of persecution Like for example Ibn Qudama al-Maqdisi mm. Who was a Salafi imam Joined with Salahuddin al-Ayubi mm. Who was accused of being Or mentioned Or in historically mentioned as An Ash'ari Even though a Sha'ira Such as Muhammad Zahid al-Kawthari Criticized him For being a supporter of the Salafis mm. <laughs> Right but they love to use this example. But that's my point. Ibn Qudam al-Maqdisi, a Salafi, joined that army. Why? Because there was no other choice. He joined them because the crusaders were slaughtering the blood. They were in your land killing you. They were mm. taking the heads of Muslims and making pyramids out of it. They were putting uh, uh, stakes through the Muslim bodies and skewering them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then he said, okay, this is life and death now. So, so can I ask you then So would so, you so, so Let's my, say you my, lived in a house yeah. And you had two neighbours only There's only three houses On the right there's an <coughs> Ikhwani And on the left there's a Sufi And now you know Some Kufar come to try and attack you now They're attacking all three Like to try and attack all three of your houses Burn them down You're saying that you would be happy To unite in that situation With them to defend your but, houses yeah, Here's the thing You don't call it unity What do you call it? You call it working together This is what Have you heard of Hilf of Fadul? That was I was going to present that to you later That's our argument That's not yours That's for us How? Helpful for all is when the Prophet came it's a together. Big claim, you know. Yeah, of course, it's a big claim. It's, it's a it's, controversial it's, thing, you know. It's not. It's ours. I don't know how they dare use it. It's ours. It's for us. The Prophet Sallam. Be careful what you say. Uh, it's not. The Prophet Sallam. The Prophet Sallam. He he. There was a confederacy where he came together with the kuffar, the mushrikeen, before he became a prophet, to stand for the oppression of a man who'd been oppressed from one of the men of Quraysh, and the Prophet Ali Wasallam said. If I had the opportunity to do it again, I'd do it again. If I had the opportunity to do it again, I would do it again. Mm. Now pay attention. Can you claim, can you say the Prophet united with them? I mean, it depends what you mean by the word unite. No, In a second. sense, you, you could use that no, word. No, you can't. You know why? You know why? 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 Because the whole time, why is he divide? Why is he spent the last why is he spent the last 13 years in Mecca dividing them? Going to war with them. It's not unity. It's about justice. It's about coming together on a particular issue. But isn't that what they're calling to? No, no. Abdullah ibn Abi Rawaha, look at this. He came to the Jews. Mm. He came to the Jews. Was okay. he a Sahab? Well, well, his companion. His companion he said, you are the most hated people to me. But my hatred for you will not make me be unjust, unjust to you. Does that make sense? Mm. So there may be a people that you hate, that you're against, that you're working against, the people of innovation, people of kufr, people of shirk, but there may be a cause for justice. So we'll work together on it. We'll work together on it. And I can unite. Don't play with terms. Don't play with the terms. 
Don't do that. So you can't play with terms. You can't do that. Does that make sense? Mm. This is something that, they, that, that the Prophet said they would do. That, that, that what happened? A time will come where what? Shaitan will make the people, they, they, they will drink alcohol. You summuna, you summuna, bigger is me. You summuna, The Prophet said they will come to alcohol and they'll give you a name other than its name. This is a trick of Shaitan. He comes to you, make you want to do something haram, and he gives it a different name. Mm. He came to Adam alayhi salam. He said, This is Shajaratul Khuld. The tree of eternity. Mm. The tree Allah said, Don't come close to this tree. You will be from those who are Zalimin. He came and he changed the name of the tree. Shajaratul Khuld. He came and changed the name of homosexuality from sodomy. He called it gay. Be happy. Love. He came to the kids, told him to change the name of drugs to food. Change the name to alcohol to juice. Change the name of zina to fornication to love. Love. Oh, we made love. Oh, we slept. Mm. Change the name of what? Working with the enemies of Allah to unity. Unity. Change the name of what? Working together on a particular issue. Particular issue. To what? Unity. No, it's playing with terms. That wasn't unity. Helpful though, it's not unity. And even then, Imam Ibn Qayyim in his Zad al Ma'ad, which is a kitab about the Prophet, it's a study of the Prophet's life. Mm. He mentions and he mentions conditions for when you want to when you want to work with the people. He says, "Can helpful fudul be used to work with people of misguidance?" And he mentions in there because the Prophet the Prophet didn't even work with innovators. You know, Imam Ahmed mentioned the people of innovations are worse than the people of kufar. You know why? Because you see, when a, when a kafir comes to you and he harms you, what does he do? He attacks your dunya, takes mm. your life, your money, your wealth. When an innovator comes to you, he attacks your heart. He gives you khutbah, teaches lessons. Mm. So it's easy to distinguish a kafir, but it's not easy to distinguish an innovator. Exactly. And both bid'ah and kufr take you to the hellfire. Mm. Both bid'ah and kufr take That's you to the hellfire. That's one thing I noticed about this group is that they're very similar to Salafis in the fact that they quote, they'll say the same scholars, they'll say that they've studied with Salafi scholars, they'll, you know, in their talks, they'll quote Salafi scholars. So it's understandable why people would be attracted to them. No, but it's, 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 it's a joke. They pick and choose. They pick and choose. Because like, for example, with a Sufi, it's clear. He'll tell you, you know, Sheikh Fawzan, he's misguided. These guys will quote Sheikh Fawzan, but then say, we need to vote. Or then say, yeah, we need to unite. So then take Fawzan's position of voting. And also bring Fawzan, see, that's what I'm saying. They pick and choose. That's what Mufadr... But well, you pick and choose as well, though. Not, you don't take... You say that you're Shafi, right? Yeah. You don't follow Imam Shafi in everything, though, do you? Um, so so some place so, you, you'll say he got it wrong. So one second. There's a difference between Usul and Furu. The Usul of the religion, which is the foundation, the fundamentals of the religion, we follow Imam Shafi in all of them. We don't blind for him because you don't buy blind for him. But he agreed with us upon all foundational fundamental issues. Mm -hmm. Okay? What you might differ is in the sub branches. Mm -hmm. These people differ with Sheikh Saleh Fawzan in the foundations, not sub branches. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's ikhtilaf amongst the Sahaba in the found in the sub branches, but there was no ikhtilaf amongst the Sahaba in the foundations. The foundational key core tenets of the of religion, all the same. All the same. Does that make sense? Mm. So the point that I'm making here, my brother, is that when it comes to this issue of unity, you can't use hilf fudul. Ah, the point I was making is Ibn Qayyim, Zad al-Ma'ad, he mentioned that there's conditions to it. One of the conditions is that you cannot, one of the conditions that 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 this 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 you're working together with the people of misguidance, working together on a particular issue. You're working with them on a particular issue for what? For a goal. There are conditions. One of the goals is that you cannot achieve this goal by working together with the people of the Sunnah. 
as in you can only achieve this by working with people of misguidance, like Ibn Qudama joining the army of the Ashaira. Do you understand? Mm. There was no way, there's no other option. The second thing is, is it even a necessity in the first place? And that brings me to the point that you asked earlier, which is, what's your solution? The issue with these people is that they have not even identified the problem. They have, it's the worst. No, it's not. The problem, the problem is innovation. <laughs> you being serious? I'm being deadly serious. And how did you come to that conclusion? Do you want me to shock the pants off of you? <laughs> not literally, no, but... <laughs> That'd be awkward. Okay. Hudayfa said, The people came to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi and they would ask them about good. But I used to ask the Prophet about the bad. Out of fear that I may reach the evil times. He said, I came to the messenger sallallahu and I asked him about the evil times. And the person told him that the time of evil will come. And then there'll be a time of good that will come after. So they're on good now, evil will come. And then you'll return back to good. But that good will not be pure. Fihi dakhan, there'll be taint. Hudayfa said, What will be the taint and the stain and the smoke that is on that good that comes back? The Prophet said, Qawmun, a people. Sunnati. A people that are upon an evil other than, uh, the people are upon a sunnah other than my sunnah. sunnah. They're upon a guidance other than my guidance. Guidance. Then Hudayfa said, Okay, this is the good, but, but that was the good time, by the way. That mm -hmm. people are going to be, there was good, pure good, evil, mm -hmm. then good again, but the evil will be tainted. People will not be on the Prophet. Mm -hmm. So it's already bad. Yep. It's good, but it's already bad. Mm -hmm. Then he said, Hudayfa said, after that good, we will come and see evil once again. Mm -hmm. The Prophet said, Naam. Now this is the problem. Du'at, when the Prophet said, the evil will be du'at, people giving da'wah. How can du'at be bad unless they're according to? Well, where did you get people giving da'wah from? That's the word du'atun. But du'at means callers. Callers. Right? Because I saw, I was watching a podcast and one brother, Omar Mahajaj, he said that, you know, brothers misquote this mm. hadith and say du'at always means people in da'wah. It means callers, people who are like, for example, hijabi influencers who are misguiding Muslims. They are du'at, people of sin who call people to their sin. This hadith is referring to them, not to the du'at. So, the, so, then, so then what made them? Restrict it to only hijabi influences. What made you restrict it to only da'at? I didn't restrict. No, no. What do you mean? So what made you restrict to all people, people in the da'wah? It's all quality evil. So you're not saying it's only people in da'wah? It's anyone It's anyone calling to evil. Look at Ibn Hajar's Al-Asqalani's uh, Sharh. Look at Ibn Jarir Al-Tabari's Sharh. If, look at the hadith. Du'atun. The problem would be Du'atun ala abwabi jahannam. People calling to the gates of the hellfire. Anyone who calls to, the, to that which takes you to the hellfire can take this. If you're calling to Kufr, you can fall under this. So you're not negating that it also refers to people who call to sins. I'm not going to say that. Because I need to find an imam who explained it like that. And if you find an imam who explained it like that, no problem. Okay. But you need to prove it doesn't apply to the people of Bidah. Especially when we have an imam that says it applies to people of Bidah. Like who? 
امام جري طبري ابن حجر الاسقلاني هي سيد ذا ابلايز تو امام اي اوسو امام اف ام ميستيكن اتس ايذر هيم او امام النووي اي ريد ات ماني ييرز اجو ماي بوينت ام ميكينج دعات على ابواب جهنم اني مون كولينج هيز ات ذا جيتس اوف هيل فاير من اجابهم اليها هي وات اني مون هو ريسبونس تو ذا دعوه قذفوه فيها هو فور انتر هيل فاير ود ذم So anyone who responds to a da'wah that will take you to the hellfire, does the da'wah of bid'ah take you to the hellfire? Yes. The Prophet says, "Tafdiq ummati ala thalathin wa sabiin firqah kulla fi nar illa wahida." He said, "My ummah will divide into seventy-three sects. All of them will go to hellfire except for one." Innovation, bid'ah, different group sects, take to the hellfire. Pay attention. The Prophet says, "What did he say? What did he say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam?" What did he say? That evil is what? People calling to misguidance. These people, you say to him, is it this Shri'i upon misguidance? So, yes. Is this Ash'ari upon misguidance? Yes. Is this guy upon misguidance? Yes. But I'm going to work with him anyway. He's the problem. Mm. He's the problem. Mm. You say, no, the problem is the West. Where did the Prophet mention the West? Prophet didn't live in this time. You telling me the Prophet didn't know? Did he, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have guided us? Then where do we take the hadith? Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When the Prophet came and he said, "Anything good that I knew for you, I told you. And anything evil that I knew for you, I told you. All good that was needed for us, he told us. All evil that we need to avoid, he told us. Allah subhanahu wa taala informed him. Did Allah did Allah forget? Waliyadu billah. To tell his messenger to warn us about the greatest evil, the West. The West only became powerful. Why? Because of bid'ah. What's the proof? The Muslim Ummah was always strong. You talked about us being weak earlier. What made us weak? What weakened the Muslims? Bid'ah. The Muslims were united, and then the Khawarij came. Crack. The Muslims divided. Then after the, the Khawarij, who came? The Mu'tazila. Crack. Another group divided. Shia as well. Then the Shia came. Crack. Deepened. Mm. Another group came. Jahmiya. The crack deepened. Mm. Another group came. The Ash'ara. Crack deepened. Qadariya. Crack deepened. Mm. Maturidiya. Crack deepened. Ismailis. Crack deepened. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until there's what? 72 sects. Each one with their own army. Each one with their own cause. And of course, the word number 72, majority of the scholars explained it to be what? Uh, it, c- it can mean more. It can mean more. That that uh, is a masala is beyond the scope of the discussion. But the point of the matter is that now there's many different groups. Look at the Shias. The Iran have their own army and their own mission. Go look at their, go look at their. Uh, what's their constitution? Lebanon, Hezbollah has got his own. Turkey's got its own. Syria's got its own. Saudi's got its own. Everyone's got their own agendas. Everyone's all got their own missions. Everyone's what got what. They've got different ideologies backing up there, whatever they're on. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Whatever they're on. So the point I'm making to you here is that what broke us apart in the first place? Innovation. Innovation. That's what broke us. Mm. It's consistent with history. And you know, every, you know, you know, you know, to show you the danger of a lie, every time, you know, the Muslims would grow when it came against the Crusaders. You know who would stab them in the back? The Shia. Really? That's why Salahuddin al-Ayyubi, they accused him of being Ash'ari. I told you, Muhammad Zahid al-Kothri said no, he wasn't, he, he criticized him. Whether you accuse him of that or not, whatever, he was a smart man. He realized the innovators have to go. 
Nuruddin Zinki, who was his predecessor, who took, he took his position, was killed as the Muslims were going. Every time they were going, the Shia would come and kill them, working with the Crusaders. He said, you know what? Forget the Kuffar. He turned his army towards the Shia. He first went to war with them, dealt with that problem. He said, now we've got the problem in our own house sorted. We've taken out the fire that's burning inside of our houses and our living rooms. Now let's go put out the fire outside. Do you understand? Mm. Ibn Taymiyyah did the same. The people got their swords ready to fight against the Mongols. And what did he do? What did he do? He said, not today. He took the swords out of their hands. He said, sit down. You're not going to get victory today. You're all upon bid'ah. He didn't say that, but that was the point he was alluding to. He said, you didn't come with the conditions, the shurut for Allah to give you victory. Put your swords down. Put your weapons down. You didn't come with the reason for Allah to give you victory today. So he taught them aqidah. Al-wasatiyya, al-tadburiyya, al-hamawiyya. He taught them safariyya. Perhaps maybe not those specific aqidah books because they were written in different portions of his life, but that which was in them, he taught. He mm. taught. Then he trained them. He said, now let's get the army ready. Now let's get the army ready. Because we're disunited. We're on the battlefield. One guy's calling out to Allah. One guy's saying, Ya Al-Ali, Ya Al-Muta'al. Ya Al-Muta'al. The most high. Right? Yeah. One saying, Ya Al-Qabid, Ya Al-Basid. These are names of Allah. Mm. Right? Mm. Ya Al-Qabid. Yeah. Ya Al-Basid. Mm. The one who grabs. The one who holds. The one who opens. It's referring to the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Mm. And was it? Ya Ash Ali says, Hey, 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 hey. What is these Allah's names and attributes that you're affirming? And you're making du'a for victory. And he's telling you, no, you can't use these names to call Allah. What do you mean? These names, what is it? You're affirming Allah's names and attributes for him. So man, you're affirming his sifat for him. Okay? Then the other guy, forget him. He's having a different conversation. He said, Ya Abdul Qadir Jailani. Madad. Oh, Abdul Qadir Jailani, help me. He's calling out to the dead. Hmm. He's calling out to the dead. So you're going to start fighting amongst yourselves. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he spoke to the companions about battle, he said, what? If you see your enemies, be firm. Obey Allah and his messenger. When you're in the battle, don't fight amongst yourselves because you will lose your strength. How are we not going to fight when we fundamentally differ on issues? So we're going to be disunited in the battle. We're going to be disunited in our front ranks. So Ibn Taymiyyah said, no, 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 no. The Mongols are going to eat us. They're already eating us. They're going to eat us if we fight. And he said, no, no, no. We have to come together now. Logically, it makes sense textually. You know why? Because then Allah gives victory. Then Allah gives victory. We're forgetting in here that victory is in Allah's hands. Allahumma Allah. You are the what? The one who possesses the dominion. Malik al You're the owner of the dominions. Okay? You give the dominion, you give the kingdom to whom you will. And you take it from whom you will. You honor whom you will. You humiliate you whom you will. In your hand is good. Well, it's in Allah's hands. Can that which is in Allah's hand be received by disobeying Him? No. You think you can go against Allah and get that which is in His hands? Mm -mm. No, the issue here is not. The issue here is not that we need political unity. You need what to unite the people upon upon Tawheed and Aqidah and Sunnah and Manhaj. And that's what Ibn Taymiyyah did. And then he gathered the army. And then he went to uh, yeah, Egypt. He spoke to the Egyptian ruler. 
Ibn Taqiq and Al-Aida Rahimahullah Ta'ala was there he, he recited the ayat of jihad And he said now come And he brought the army from there And they united and they fought the Mongols and they won And they won So going back to the hadith of Hudayfa So how did it end? So come back to the hadith of Hudayfa The point I'm making is That what was the problem here? The problem was innovation the, pro- the problem, was the, pro- the problem is, is that which takes you to the hellfire. People who call, people who call, people who call, and now you're, but you're, you, you want to work with the, the callers to the hellfire. You want to mm. work with the people who call to the, you want to work with the people who negate Allah's attributes. You want to work with the people who call out to graves. You want to call out, work with the people who do bid'ah, bid'ah. Mm. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's curse is descending upon this innovator. Allah's curse is defending upon him, but you want to work with him. Mm. Allah's curse is descending upon this bid'ah mubtadi'ah, as I mentioned the hadith to you prior. That Allah's curse descends upon the one who shouts is the innovator. What about the one who does bid'ah himself? Mm. And then he calls to it, but you want to work with him. His curse, the one who Allah's curse is depending on, you want to work with him, but the Prophet is telling you he's the problem. Okay, then. Hudayf said, Sifhum lana, ya Rasulullah. Describe them to me. Yaquluna bi al-sinatina. Yaquluna. يتكلمون بألسنتنا وهم من جلدتنا ويتكلمون بألسنتنا وكما قال he said they will have our skin they have the same skin as us they are people from amongst us ويتكلمون بألسنتنا they will speak with our tongues they speak our words they will bring Quran Sunnah Tawheed like you mentioned earlier right they use these names of these imams مفضل بن محلحل رحمه الله تعالى this is why he said when you go to Ahl Bidda they will never mention the hidden belief to you first they always mention the sunnah to you to lure you in and then they trap you. Mm. So this is a, they're deceptive. Okay? And then he said, What do you command me, O Messenger of Allah, if I reach that situation? What do you command me to do? Mm. What do you command me to do if I reach that situation? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi said, He said, Hold on to the jama'ah of the Muslims and the Muslim and the Muslim ruler. Pay attention. Mm. What did the Prophet tell you to do in this difficult time? Hold on to the Muslims and the Imams. Ah, there you go. Look at the point there. Mm. The Prophet said, Hold on to the, the Jama'ah of the Muslims mm. and the Imam. Now pay attention. So, so here the Prophet Aisha don't you think that if there was a need to specify and clarify and go into details, he would have? The, mm. fact, that, yeah, sorry, okay. the fact that the Prophet mentioned Imam generally. Mm. Without specifying whether it's a good imam or a bad imam. I mean, look how much detail he went into already. People, the callers at the gates of the hellfire. Da, 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 da. The Prophet gave it so specific. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Right? He told you specifically what the problem is. And now he's telling for the solution. Do you not think he would be specific if there was a need? But it's general for a reason. Because it encompasses the imams. Whether they're dhalim or not. Is he an imam of the Muslims? Hmm. Now straight away you should now know anyone who... Cause to rebelling against the Muslim ruler, what is he? Part of the problem. He's part of the problem. He's one of the du'at to the hellfire. You know why? Because rebelling against the Muslim ruler is going to do what? Not allow you to do the first thing, which is what? Hold on to the Hold on ruler. to the jama'ah. Hold, not hold on to the jama'ah, sorry, but be with the jama'ah. Mm. Because what you're going to do now is when you revolt against the ruler, what are you going to do? Break off. You're going to divide the Muslims even more. Mm. They're already divided upon innovation. Now you're going to divide them politically. Mm. Look, for example, in Libya, how many groups there are to this day? Mm. How many groups they broke up into? Even more factions. Mm. It's even worse now. So you go against the ruler, mm. which results in you what? 
In order, because because in order to keep the jama'ah of the Muslims, you should not go against the ruler. Going against the ruler will what? Break the jama'ah of the Muslims. That's why another hadith the Prophet said, anyone who tries to break your unity, i.e. as in the Muslims, he tries to divide them in that way, by establishing a second government whilst you already have a, have a leader, Prophet said, kill the second one. Kill him. Kill him. Because he's trying to destroy the unity. Does that make sense? Mm. Now look. Look what they said. In them yakun. So what if there's no jama'ah, no imam? In the UK, do we have a Muslim ruler? No. In America, Canada, do we have a Muslim ruler? No. What did the Prophet said? Look how he ended it. He said, he said, this, this is, our, is this not, are we not close to the situation? Yeah, we don't have a ruler. We don't, yeah. But we can't say we don't have a jama'ah, but we don't have a ruler. Mm. The Prophet said, He said, Break away, get away from every single sect. Every single one. Every fact has In other words, the opposite of unite. But so then, shouldn't I also run away from Salafia? Say that again. Salafia is also a sect, right? Every sect. So, so be consistent. No, it's not because then what the prophet said after that. What did he say? What, mm. Go back to the, the Prophet says, break away from every single sect. And, and to the point where if you have to go back to the root of the tree, go back to the root of the tree and hold on to it until death comes to you. How did the ulama explain what the root of the tree is? What's the root of the religion? Al Quran was Sunnah. Do you understand? And Al Quran Sunnah does what? Like it comes back to the original point that we made. Can you have Quran without Sunnah? No. Can you have Sunnah without Sahaba? No. Can you have Sahaba without Salaf? No. Oh, I'll bring Salafi again. Mm. But this is talking about a situation where you're one guy left. Mm. Ibn Mas'ud said, Until Jama'ah, you are the Jama'ah that they were looking to Wahda. Mm. But what you do is then now you go back to the root of the tree, you go back to the Quran and Sunnah, it's which necessitates Sahaba and Salaf. And what do you do now? Teach people. Oh, so you, 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 you rebuild, you rebuild mm. the Jama'ah. Mm. You rebuild the Jama'ah. Who is the Jama'ah? Ahlul Sunnah, the people of the Sunnah? The Jama'ah is what? Sahaba. Mm. Asalif. Does that make sense? So get away from all those sects. Mm. Come back to the root of the tree, which brings you to the one saved sect. Because there is one sect that will make the paradise. Yeah, but what if so, this is, so this is the hadith of the Prophet Ali. I don't know what more they want after this. Some say that with regards to the issue. Really, it just let us think. The hadith that mentions the problem. Mentioned to you the solution. It mentioned the problem is what they proclaim the solution is, i.e. I'm with you. The people who are called to misguidance, they want to work with them, that's the problem. And what and and and, and, and what they claim to be the solution, our unity with them, is what the Prophet said is the problem. So you said directly cut away so, so, from so, every sect. So, so, You're saying join with every yeah, sect. You're basically they, they said the solution is unity with them. The, the Prophet, Prophet said, said the solution is disunity with them. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he specifically said with every sect. Fa'tazil tilka al-firqa kulla. Kulla. Kull means to everything. Tufid al-umum. Min al-fadal ladhi tufid al-umum. You know, like some people say, you know, like when it comes to the hadith of the 72 sects, they say that the one sect, it refers to the main body of the Muslims. So people who are, you know, similar in belief, we have minor differences, and the 72 sects are extreme fringe groups this is something that another thing that i've i've, I've come across where did it from? who said it for them 
No, as in they say that. No, as in they say we agree with the hadith. We don't deny the hadith, but just the application of the hadith. You're saying that Ikhwani is one group. You're saying that Brailvi is another group. They're one is another group. We're saying that these are all these. All of these are the middle group because we agree upon the foundations. It's just the extreme fringe groups. No, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't agree. No, 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 no. One second, one second, one second. This is another big thing one, that's one being second, pushed. One second, one second, one second. We don't agree upon the foundations. Firstly, don't act like these groups don't have so, like Brabis are they have worse bodies than the Khawarij. They do shirk. They do shirk with like You're saying shirk is worse than murder? Uh, say that again? You're saying shirk is worse than killing an innocent life? Shirk is the worst sin. A murderer, if he makes toba. Like if, 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 even if he dies and he murdered, there's a possibility Allah may forgive him. He's under Allah's will. But the person does shirk, Allah will never forgive. Mm, Allah will never forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. The, firstly, don't don't lie to the people, yeah, and say and say uh, and say uh, like Ikhwan is one of their fundamental beliefs is that we will work with the people of innovation. That is one of the fundamental beliefs that we work together what we agree upon and we excuse each other for what we disagree. That's one of the fundamental beliefs. Now, when you go back to the jama'ah of the sahaba mm. and the salaf, the tabi'een and the atba'u tabi'een, when they wrote their books of aqidah out, mm. for example, usul sunnah by Imam Ahmed, mm. usul sunnah by Abdullah ibn, uh, Abdullah ibn Zubair al-Humaydi, mm. uh, when you go to uh, Imam al-Lalaka'i's al-Atiqad, mm. you go to Sharh sunnah by Imam al-Barbahari, you go to Sharh Sunnah by Imam Al-Muzani, okay? You go to Al-Ibana by Ibn Batta. Mm. You go to Al-Khalal, his Sunnah. Mm. You go to all these kitabs, you go to um, all of these kutub from the Ayman to Salaf, yeah. who transmitted the Aqeedah. They all mention one way or another the dangers of innovation and cutting off from the people of Bidah. In fact, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal in the beginning of his Usul Sunnah, who's the Imam of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, he's known as Imam Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. What did he do? At the beginning he said, from our foundations, core beliefs, is that we leave of innovation. We leave of the people of, people of innovation. We leave them off. We don't work with them. We don't associate with them. He said, we don't even what? We don't even sit with them. We don't even debate with them. We don't even discuss with them. That's, that's a fundamental belief of Ahl Jama'at. So it's not for you to tell us which group is in line with the, with the, jama with the beliefs or not. Okay, the Salaf, they outlined, unanimously agreed on what the beliefs of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah were on the back of evidences. Okay, mm. and then what did they say? They said, this is the rule book. This is the checklist. You want to be part of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah? You're going to make sure you come correct on these. Mm. But what they want to do is they want to work together with people that don't come correct on that checklist. They don't come correct on that checklist. On what basis are you saying that the Ash'aris are part of Ahl Sunnah? Mm. Like one, one group is telling you the Quran, mm. what is not the speech of Allah. Yeah. And the other group is telling you the Quran is speech of Allah. I, we differ on the book of Allah. No, we differ no. on the book of Allah. The book of Allah, we differ on Allah. We differ with regards to our understanding of Allah. Put that to aside. We differ on the message of the Prophet. They say Tawheed is what? Allah is Wahid fi Dhatihi. In his essence. He's one in his essence and he doesn't break up. Do we deny that? No. He's one in his essence. But we but, also worship him. But our Tawheed, which, Sorry, which, 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 yeah, which we say that the da'wah of the Prophet was, which is our main mm. message, is what? To worship Allah alone. They don't even say that. They say that's mm. a bidah. They say that's a bidah. 
Mm. Do you understand? So how can you say we're the same group in the broader sense of the word? Telbis. It's one group. So, the prophet said to one. Summarize. One said the prophet said one. So so when he said one, so you're telling me the prophet was confusing us then. When he was said one, he actually meant three and one. He's this Trinity now. When he said one, so I tell him, mm. you're telling me three and one or five and one? The, the broad general sense of Islam, they come. So then why did the prophet say why? Why didn't the prophet say why didn't the prophet say the groups that fall into the broader meaning of Islam? Like the, you have to understand the Prophet knew his speech, hukum is taken from it, ahkam is taken from it, fiqh is taken from it. He was very precise in his language. He used the term one because it meant one. Mm. Do you understand? Mm, 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 when he used the term seventy-two, he didn't mean seventy-two. Why? Because that was a room of the Arabs. They would use the term 70. 70 uses a lot. As, as to mean a lot. Like, you know, when we say hundreds and hundreds, you yeah. might mean thousands, but yeah. it was a word that they used. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the Prophet said. It's quite common for to 70, like, there's 70,000 angels yeah. holding this, or 70,000 uh, years. Like, when the Prophet this. told you there's five prayers in a day, it was what? Five. Mm. A big prayers in a day. He <laughs> didn't mean six or seven. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? When the Prophet told you, you know, uh, you give zakat, which is 2.5%. It went, it numbers n- numbers are nusun mm. A very specific thing. You can't play games now, man. You know what I'm saying? One means no, one. That's, bro. A, that's, a that's literally that's a Trinity thing. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Trinity thing. That's an eye-opening. Uh, <laughs> that's a eye-opening discussion. All the evidences that I had, I have so many ayat, ahadith, ijma'at, aqwal and salaf. I didn't even get to go into it. Do you know? Just mention some of them. I think it would be good to. Cause I'm I'm honest with you. I'm already convinced. But you know what it is? Sometimes it's good, you know, just to have that. You know, that's Ibrahim alayhi salam. He was already convinced with Allah. He didn't disbelieve in Allah. But he just thought, Allah, you know, just to give my heart that sense of tranquility, if you could just show me, you know. Okay, so, I'll tell you what I'll do. Because it's been a bit long, I'll mention the ayah and I'll mention the imams that explained it with regards to being refutation, theory, or innovation. Okay. Without going to each one specifically so they can do their research in their own time. Should I summarize what we've discussed so far up, up until now? Go on, Tafabu. So we discussed obviously that you know unity isn't necessarily always a positive thing. There's a negative unity and there's a positive unity. Uh, for example, in the Quran, Allah admonishes the Jews for their unity, which was that they appeared united on the outside, but on the inside, their hearts were disunited. And you find that this is the exact unity being called to today. Of course, there is a positive type of unity, hold on to the rope of Allah, but that is holding on to the rope of Allah, not each other. So if someone says to you, you hold on to him, you don't, you hold on to him, that's not the correct understanding. Correct understanding is hold on to the Quran, the Sunnah, understanding of the Salaf, and that will unite all of you. And then we went through the problems. People say it's the issues in the West, the laws being passed. Reality is, as shown, you know, according to the texts, that's not the case. In the Quran, Allah says that evil and corruption spread throughout their hands because of what the hands of men have done. In the hadith of uh, Hudayfa, which you mentioned, that is callers to the hellfire. People who call to sins, people who call to innovation, people who call to shit, people, people who call to the hellfire. Uh, and we were told that the solution in that very hadith is to hold on to the jama'ah and disunite from every single sect and go back to the original understanding of Islam. So this is the prophet's solution, not mine, not Dawaman's. This is actually the prophetic solution. And that, and also the, uh, what was mentioned is that persecution is happening today, no doubt, to the Uyghurs, to the, you know, in, in Palestine, all around the world, Kashmir. But it's, you can't say it's greater than what happened to the Sahaba. And this was the solution worked for them. 
Why can't it work for us? And the solution is to come back to aqid and tawheed. Come back to aqid and tawheed. Okay. So we mentioned the deal quickly. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَخُوضُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَعَرِدْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُ فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ um, This ayah, Imam Qurtubi rahmallahu ta'ala says, talking about Ahl al-Bida. Imam Jira Tafri, who's Imam al-Mufassirin, he's talking about Ahl al-Bida. Rather, he said, لَا تُجَالِسُوا أَهْلُ الْخُصُومَاتِ فَإِنَّهُمْ Sure. They can they can maybe slow it down on YouTube. Zero point seven five. Yeah, speed. they can do that. Inshallah, Taala. They can do it in their own time. He said, uh, he, he said, He said, don't sit, don't sit. This ayah shows you you're not even allowed to sit with the people of innovation. Why? Because they are the ones who are They are the ones engaging in false conversation about the verses of Allah. If you see the ones engaging in false conversation. About the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Fa'arid anhum Turn away from them That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Okay How do you know that applies to innovators? Say that again It's general There's a principle when it comes to the Quran Al-ibaratu bi'umu al-lafd La bi-khusus sabab The uh, What is considered is the generality of the wording Not the specification of the reasoning Does that make sense? Mm. So you know the ayah came down because of the kuffar The wording is it general? Is it general? Yes. Is it general? Yes who are, who are the ones who engage in false conversation about Allah's ayat? Do the innovators engage in false conversation about the ayat? Yeah. They do, right? So mm. then they come under it. Mm. Simple. They come under it. And Ibn Jira Tabari is saying that, not me. Imam Qurtubi Rahmanullah Ta'ala is saying that. Imam Shokani Rahmanullah said that about the ayah, okay? I've got more. We have also the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَدْ نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاهِ أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا وَيُسْتَهْزَأُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعَهُمْ Same thing, if you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ayat being disbelieved in, being mocked, فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعَهُمْ Do not sit with those people. حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا Same, يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِ does that make sense? Allah said, don't sit with these people. If you do, innakum idha mithlum, you'll be just like them. Inna allaha jami'ul munafiqeen wal kafirina fi jahannama jami'a. Again, Imam Qurtubi rahmanullah ta'ala, he mentioned uh, in his tafsir of this. Uh, he brought also dahak. He said, dakhala fi hadhi al-aya kullu, kullu muhdathin. Every single innovator, every single innovator fi al-deen mubtadi'un ila yawm al-qiyamah. This ayah encompasses every single innovator until the day of judgment. Subhanallah. Does that make sense? And he was told Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumma, who was what the one the Prophet said, Allahumma fiqhihu fi deen wa'allimhu ta'wil. Allah gave him the interpretation of the Quran. He's one of his students, Al-Dahak. Okay. Um, we have we have many texts. I'm just trying to skip through them very quickly. So how many verses have I given you so far? Two. Two verses, right? Okay, come. Let's go to the next verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala tarkanu, wala tarkanu illa ladina dhalamu. Don't lean to the people who are oppressive. Fatamasakumun nar. The fire will touch you. Don't lean to them. Don't even lean to the direction of these people. Okay? Um, Imam Qurtubi, rahmallahu ta'ala, he mentioned that this is leaving off the people of innovation. Imam Qurtubi, I'm mentioning to you the key mufassirin. Ibn Jir Tabari, Qurtubi, mm. you know what I'm saying? The classic, original ones. They were known for what? Ibn Jir was known for his tafsir of the Salaf of Salih and whatever have you, okay? So he's saying what? This is referring to what? The people of innovation. Uh, does, does that make sense? Okay, then you bring some poetries and whatnot and so on and so forth. Okay, look at the fourth evidence. This ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, You will not find any people that believe in Allah and the last day that are what? Allying, making friends with those who oppose Allah and His Messenger. Even if it's their fathers, their children, their brothers, pay attention. Are people innovation or opposing the Prophet? They are. 
That's why Imam Malik Rahman Ta'ala uses this ayah to refer to what? Thaqadariya. And Shaykh Bakr Abu Zayd Rahman Ta'ala in his kitab Hajrul Mubtadi' mentioned this same reason that he used it for the Qadriya, people of Bidah, it could be used for any group of innovation. Does that make sense? And then now we can bring some narrations from the Prophet Alayhi Salatu Wasalam. Okay? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned the hadith to Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Sayyakunu fi akhiri zama, Sayyakunu fi akhiri ummati, fi akhiri ummati, that they will be at the end of my ummah, okay? Nas, people. Yuhadithunakum, they will speak with you. And they will mention things to you. Bima lam tasma'u antum. Things that you've never heard before. What's this? What are things that you've never heard before? Narrations. Habidah. Things that you've never heard before. Lam tasma'u. You've never heard them. Antum. You have never heard them. Wala aba'akum. You've never heard them. Your forefathers never heard them. Fa'iyakum wa'iyahum. Be warned of them. Stay away from them. <laughs> I didn't want to unite with them, okay? And the hadith is mentioned in the Sahih of Imam Muslims Muqaddimah. Yeah. The Prophet recited the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, who, uh, the ayah from the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Who are the Anzala alayka al kitaba minhu ayatum muhkamatun hunna umul kitabi wa ukharu mutashabiat, for Amal ladina fi kulu bihim zayr, for Amal ladina fi kulu bihim zayrun, for yet to be runamata shabaha minhu betira alfitinati, or betira atawili. Who are the people that in their hearts is a deviation? Who are people in their hearts that have a deviated? The ones who take the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what do they do? They tamper with them, they play with them, they take a deviated, uh, they do ta'wil, they misinterpret them, uh, misinter- uh, bad interpretation. Remember, we talk already, these people, the ones who are diving into Allah's verses with regards to false conversation. Remember, we talked them early? Now is another ayah showing that these people, what do they do? They play around with these verses, they have a deviation in their heart, okay? What did, what, and, and, and what are these people? Innovation, right? Mm, who yeah. else are they? So, what did the Prophet say to Aisha? He said, Aisha said the Prophet said فَإِذَا رَأَيْتِ He's saying Oh Aisha He said فَإِذَا رَأَيْتِ If you see Oh Aisha الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْهُ If you see the ones that are playing around with the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They come with these false misinterpretations فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ سَمَّ اللَّهُ These are the ones that Allah mentioned فَحَذَرُهُمْ Stay away from them Can you, can you unite with someone that you've been told to stay away from? Can you unite with someone you've been stay away from? <laughs> can you unite with someone you've been stay away from? No no, you can't, right? Then you have the hadith that I mentioned earlier. لَعَنَ اللَّهُ مَنْ آوَى مُحْدِثَ Oh, مُحْدَثَ Two different riwayat. May Allah's curse be upon one who shouts as an innovator. What about one who works with an innovator? Okay? Wallahi, there's so many ahadith that we can bring. So many ahadith that we can bring from the Prophet Alayhi Salatu Wasalam. The ones that I've already brought prior facts is in تِلْكَ الْفِرْقَةِ كُلَّهَا وَلَوْ أَنْتَ عَضَّ بِأَسْرِ شَجَرَةٍ حَتَّى يُدْرِكَ now, there's ijma'at, okay? The Salaf obviously have ijma' on this, but I'll mention to you even some of the fuqaha and the muhadithin. Okay, not all of them are muhadithin. Imam Baghri, muhadithin, from the muhadithin, okay? Al-Qadu Abu Ya'la, hatta Imam Al-Ghazali. What was Ghazali? Sufi. He was he, Ash'ari and Sufi. He's the one who brought Ash'ari and Sufism together, yeah? Mm. So he was one Ash'ari. Let's look at what an Ash'ari himself said. He said, Tariq al-Salaf, the path of the Salaf. اختلفت في إظهار البغض مع أهل المعاصي differed with regards to how they would show their hatred towards the people of sins وكلهم but all of them اتفقوا all unanimously agreed على إظهار البغض with regards to showing enmity and hatred towards the للظلمة the oppressors والمبتدعة the people of innovation. So now here we have what? We have an Imam who's not even a Salafi. Telling you, by the way, this is what the Salafis agreed. This is what the Salaf, this is what this is what the Salaf, this is what the Salaf agreed. This is what the Sahaba agreed. Mm. Sahaba said, because you know these people they used to say, they used to believe, uh, they used to say 
طريقه السلف اسلم ذا باف السلف سيف وطريقه الخلف اعلم ذا باف دوز كيم افتر مور نولجبل even today the different misguided sects they won't unite it's only the ikhwanis really and truly who unite i know i've completely just lost my character tired the truth has come out we're standing up look look let's take some of the examples of the salaf what they said look what ibn umar ibn umar look what ibn umar's companion said he said when he was told about the people of qadr who play around with the qadr he said if you go back to them people who deviate on the issue of qadr he said inna inna ibn umar that verily ibn umar he says to you he's free from you and you are what you are free from him he's cutting away from them okay look at abdullah ibn Saud, another companion of what he said he said wama he said, stay away from them. And that which the people invent with regards to innovation. Because the deen doesn't vanish from the heart in one go. Rather, what shaitan does is he brings about for them innovation. Does that make sense? Mm. Okay, we have, for example, look, look at this statement by Al-Fadil ibn Iyad. Look at the statement by Al-Fadil ibn Iyad. He said, Man jalasa ma'a sahibi, man jalasa ma'a sahibi bid'a, fahdaruh. Forget the past of innovation. This way, the salaf were. Fadil ibn Iyad, people love to mention his quotes. Mm. Oh, nice, heart softening quotes. Why not mention this quote? He said, Man Anyone who sits with the past of innovation, stay away from him. Pay attention. He didn't say stay away from the past of innovation. He said, stay away from even the one who sits with the past of innovation. Okay? He said, whoever sits with him, he's not been given wisdom. Okay? He said, and what? He said, he said and, it's more, and it's beloved to me. And it's beloved to me. That there be between me and a passive innovation, a fortress. Min mm. hadid made out of what? Iron. And he said, Akal. He said, Akal. In the Yahudi, to eat with a person who's a Jew, one Nasrani, and a person who's a Christian. Ahabu ilayya min man akal in the Yahudi, the one who eats with a Jew, one Nasrani, or a Christian. He said, Ahabu ilayya min man akal in the Sahibi bid'a. That person is more beloved to me than the one who. Sits with a person of innovation. Pay attention. He's not saying sit with the Christians or the Jews. He's not saying that. No, don't misunderstand. That's bad. But he's saying sitting with a person of innovation is worse. You know why? Because at least the person who's a Christian or Jew, you know what he's clearly on. You know what he's clearly on with the person of innovation. You don't know who'll confuse you. And there he wasn't talking about the one who's a person of innovation. He was talking about the one who sits with them. Abdullah al said, Be warned of sitting with the people of innovation. Okay? Sufyan authority has got similar statements. Okay? Ibn Tawus. Yulis uh, ibn Ubaid, he said, La tujalisu sultanin. Do not sit with the rulers. Don't sit with the leaders. Yes, that's the position of the Salaf and the ones who follow the path of the Salaf. Wala sahib bid'a. And don't also sit with the people of innovation. Yahya ibn Abi Kathir, he said, La idha laqayta sahibi bid'a. Fi tariq. If you see a passive innovation on a path, then take the other path. Okay? Ibrahim ibn Maysara said that. Anyone who goes to a passive innovation or sits with a passive innovation, what has he done? He said, ala hadmin Islam. He has aided in the destruction of Islam. Wa Abdullah ibn Umar al-Sarakhsi. He said, Hajaru ibn Mubarak. Ibn Mubarak boycotted him. Why? Mudda for a period of time. Why? Lama akala inda sahibi bid'a. When he ate food with a passive innovation. He just sat and ate food with a passive innovation. And what did he do? He boycotted him. Okay? 
والله سو مني اكل برينتو حسن البصري لا لا تجالس اهل القهوه ولا تجادلهم دونت سيت في انوفيشن دونت ايفن سبيك دونت ايفن ديبيت وذ ذيم هي سيد ولا تسمعوا منهم دونت ايفن ليسن فروم ذيم اوكي يو هاف عن ابي عن ابي قلابه وات ديد سي هي سيد ولا تمكن اهل القهوه ولا تمكن عفوا هي سيد دونت سترينكفن اهل القهوه تبيير انوفيشن ديزايرز من سمعك from your hearing by you listening to them you're strengthening them you're giving them numbers you're giving them support you're giving them followers he said don't strengthen them these are dangerous people okay imam malik said don't say salam to people of innovation okay don't say salam to people of innovation abu bakar i'm missing so many hadith out wallahi i tried to keep it fast just there were some that i highlighted i i missed out so many statements so many statements from the sahaba so many statements from the salaf al-salih wallahi one evidence is enough for a person if You know, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, what can I say? Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was with you a long time ago. You know what it is? I think we need to switch up these topics. We need to get some topics where, where the opposing side actually has some substance, where I can actually put forward some serious arguments. Like the last one, you know, the molded one, now this. It's like, there's no, like it's, it's very hard to argue such a, a silly argument. <laughs> That's so clearly against the text. It's just like it's like Allah said, "Ida ja al haq," when the truth comes. Ida ja al haq wa zahq al baatil. Inna al baatil kana zahuqa. So yeah, I mean, I'm not even in character anymore. So, guys, like the video, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace and comment below. What did you learn? Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Amma ba'ad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Roast Da'wah Man. Da'wah Man, why are you wearing the same thobe as last episode? Why are you wearing the same thobe as last episode? I'm not. I got changed. Guys, this right here is a Big Mac. Do you have any idea how much McDonald's spends every year on their advertisement? They spend $450 million. You know why? Because this Haram burger is valuable to them. Now on the flip side, when it comes to promoting a Dawa project, how much do you think Dawa organization's budget is? And I'm talking about organizations that don't compromise their da'wah. They keep it 100% Quran, Sunnah without doing anything dodgy. Our budgets are nowhere near close. Now the kuffar don't feel shy to put their money behind what they believe in because they value it. But we know for definite that they don't value their burgers and their haram meat more than we value the book of Allah. Then why is it that we become so tight-fisted when it comes to spending money on La ilaha illallah? You see, it's embarrassing that you will struggle to find a house on planet Earth that doesn't know about McDonald's and doesn't know about the Big Mac. Yet, there are houses that don't know about La ilaha illallah. That's an embarrassment. For that reason, brothers and sisters, I'm going to ask you, To get involved in an investment that's going to benefit you in your life and the next life. And that is to support our social media data project. You're going to struggle. And this is respectfully a challenge. 
You'll struggle to find a DAO organization that's got as much output as us. I mean, look at our productivity and look at our reach. We're the closest thing that you're gonna get to a mainstream, uncompromised, fully 100% classical, pure understanding of the Dean on social media in the West. If you find someone better than us, if you find someone that's doing it better than us and bigger than us, go support them. It's on you to go support them. But if not, then brothers and sisters, we're doing a job for you. I don't know about you, but I gave my life to this cause. I gave my life to it. Kafar can put 100% in behind what? Haram food. And we can't do that behind what? The speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without any further ado, brothers and sisters, donate at the link below. And let's get la ilaha illallah spreading around the world. Peace.